Hello everyone out there and welcome to Real Estate 101 on KZSM True Community Radio in San Marcos, Texas. And um, my co-host, Lena Henderson, um, is something came up. She will be joining us later. So for now, it's me, Michelle Marins, that will be hosting. Uh, thank you. And if you have any questions regarding real estate, please give us a call and we would love to answer your questions. The phone number is 512-986-9430. So um, there is a, a community meeting going on tonight. It is the Vision SMTX community meeting um, where they'll go over issues such as um, feedback from the people in our community of what they would what their vision is of San Marcos as far as new developments and uh, infrastructure and such and um, we may be able to get a live report there later fingers crossed if we do we'll let you know and we will tune in to someone with a live report out there again if you have any questions regarding real estate please give us a call. That phone number again is 512-986-9430. So in the meantime, um, let's tell you some trends that are going on in real estate. We are definitely still in a seller's market, um, but things do seem to be kind of balancing out a little bit. We're starting to see a few more listings showing up. Um, it's still a good time to buy if you're a first time buyer. Uh, the rates are really great right now, and most people are forecasting that they will probably be going up. So now may be the time to go ahead and take advantage of those great rates and get yourself into your dream home. And we're going to take a short break right now, and we'll be back with you in a moment. Welcome back, and this is half of the co-host of Real Estate 101, Michelle Marins here. I did get word from Selena, and she will be catching up with us later on. But right now, I'm going to get some questions from Jordan, who is Hi. a prospective uh, first-time home buyer. Potentially, yeah. Potentially, yes. Hope yes. to be. So, Jordan, what, what would you like to know? Um, I guess, um, how do you... How do you go about like uh, uh, finding something in your price range, basically? You know what I mean? Because I know they have little like listings or whatever, but mm -hmm. 
it, it's from watching my parents buy a home. It seems like there's a little more bartering involved. Sure, sure. So, so I'm wondering how that how that goes. Well, I would suggest your first step would be to talk to a lender. Mm-hmm. They would get you pre-qualified. Then at that point, you know what price range to look for. Right. Then once you have that, you know, or maybe simultaneously when you're talking to a realtor, mm-hmm. um, a realtor will take that information and start checking the MLSs and other um, platforms okay. to see what's in your in your price range. But mm-hmm. we don't just go by price range. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah, you do certain things to look certain for. Certain things to look for. Mm-hmm. You know, what's going on in your life if you are um, about to graduate from college mm-hmm. and you... Um, see yourself getting a a career that's going to be in Austin or San Antonio, but you can't afford to live in Austin or, in San, Austin Antonio. or San Antonio. Mm-hmm. So you want to be somewhere in between San Marcos, New Braunfels, mm-hmm. Kyle, wherever, you know, be. And um, so that may be, you know, for geographic reasons where you're going to mm-hmm. be. Or if um, you have small children. Mm-hmm. And so you have... Uh, a certain school that you want your kids right, to yeah. go to, then you'll want to be... issues, all that. Yes, yes. So there's different reasons besides price, but price mm-hmm. definitely is a starter because the worst thing you can do is think that you can afford a uh, $400,000 house, go looking for it, fall in love with that $400,000 house, can't and afford then it. find out you mm-hmm. can't afford it. Or right. also probably bad, uh, you sell yourself short, think mm-hmm. maybe, oh, I can't afford that, you know, miss out on your dream home because you think that, you know, you couldn't spend the extra bucks. And that happens more than you would imagine, mm-hmm. that people underestimate what their buying power is. Interesting. Okay, mm-hmm. and how is how is buying power determined? Because I know that you can take out loans to help sure. finance a home. Sure. There's Well, there's different types of loans. Mm-hmm. Um and and I'm not a lender, right? But um, they have basically a, a conventional loan, mm-hmm. which is um, it's conventional, <laughs> right? Most people seem to go that route. Um, then there's also FHA loans, mm-hmm. VA loans. These different types of loans, they're um, they're built like for a VA loan, for instance, it would is designed to help the veterans. That's what I figured. Okay, because mm-hmm. I know what a VA is. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that makes sense. So it helps the veterans in that they may have no down payment or very low down payment, mm-hmm. low interest rate, or maybe you know those things are to their benefit. Mm-hmm. However, and this is still to their benefit, but it makes it tricky if you're looking at older homes. Mm-hmm. Um, the inspection process for a VA loan is a lot more strict than say for a conventional loan. Interesting, what do you mean by that, the inspection? So after you make an offer on a house, Mm -hmm. typically you would wanna go um, buy an option period. Mm -hmm. An option period is um, that period of time that you're you're buying the benefit for that period of time to get out of the contract if you want to for any reason and you get your earnest money back. Mm -hmm. During that option period time, you'll want to get an inspection done on the house. Okay. Because as a, a realtor or even yourself, we, we might find things that are, are... A little iffy. Iffy. Yeah. But an inspector is going to find things that we will not find. Right. And at that point, you can make a, a decision of whether you want to stay in the deal or mm-hmm. not based on whatever you find on the inspection. Mm-hmm. So when a veteran, when a VA loan does the inspection, this, this is just kind of an example that I've dealt with before. Mm-hmm. Um, say the uh, foundation mm-hmm. and they're measuring the different corners of the foundation mm-hmm. and they want it to be, they don't have to be perfectly aligned, 
but they want them to be within, say, maybe two inches on a conventional loan. Okay. It may be an inch on a, on VA, a loan. VA loan. Gotcha. And if there's any more difference in that than this in a VA loan, the seller would be um, paying for that leveling out of pocket. Out of pocket. Interesting. Okay. And so that's where it gets difficult because if they do that, they're going to probably raise the price, which may outprice what the loan is. So it, right. well, that, that sucks. That sucks. Oh, yes. man. But it is to protect the veteran. So, that, right. that's, so that's kind of a, mm -hmm. I guess, a long way to describe the different types of oh, loans. Right, yeah. <laughs> but um, so, or you can buy cash. Mm -hmm. Most first-time buyers are not going to have that much mm -mm. cash. I don't have that much money in my sock drawer. Right, right. But, you know, that's also an option mm -hmm. to, to purchase a home. Mm -hmm. um, so you don't have to finance it. But mm -hmm. most most people, whether a first-time buyer or not, are going to have to go to a lender and finance right. the home. Okay, that makes mm -hmm. sense. And so when you're making payments on a home, that's just mm -hmm. basically paying off your loan? Yes. So okay. when you're paying your mortgage, it's um, now not every – there's different ways to set that up too. Mm -hmm. But a typical one would be it's paying the interest, the principal, and also your um, – escrow your taxes mm -hmm, mm -hmm. your property taxes interesting okay so i've heard the term mortgage before mm -hmm. and don't don't fault me too much remember i am straight out of college mm -hmm. barely living in an apartment right right so i know a mortgage is something you pay to pay off on a home sure however i know that you can get more than one mortgage like in ghostbusters mm -hmm. bill murray says don't worry right everybody has three mortgages these days <laughs> um so what is what is getting more mortgages do is it like a loan basically that you pay off or how, how does that work hmm well when you first said that what my mind went to maybe if someone refinanced their home mm -hmm. so but in essence that's still just one loan mm -hmm. because if you so a mortgage is think of it as like for it's like rent yeah but you own the home. Mm -hmm. So instead of paying rent for the landlord's landlord. mortgage, you're paying your mortgage. You're paying you're basically your rent to, to pay off that loan of the house. Mm -hmm. So um, if, uh, if you're refinancing your home, mm -hmm. maybe, maybe you want to get a new roof. Right. Okay. And it's going to cost 15000 to 20000 to get that roof, and you don't have fifteen or 20000 Right. But you have that in equity in your home. Mm -hmm. Now what that means is maybe you bought your house for, we're going to use nice round numbers, 200,000 mm -hmm. and you have paid off 50,000. Mm -hmm. So now you owe 150 on the house. Right. Yeah. But the house is also increased in value mm -hmm. and it's appraised at 250. Mm -hmm. Then you'll have that a hundred thousand in equity. Okay. In your home. That makes sense. So it's what you've paid and however much the house has increased in value. So if you're refinancing your home mm -hmm. and you get an appraisal done, mm -hmm. um, the appraisal is to find out the value of the home. Mm -hmm. And if you, not everyone, take, by the way, not everyone does refinancing to take money out to pay for a roof or set. This right. is just an example. Just a right. very specific example, example for this right. one specific question we right. had about Ghostbusters. Right. So if you were to do that, and mm -hmm. so you're, you know, you're going to, you don't need to take out the whole 100,000 equity. Right. But so you're going to take out, uh, say, 50,000. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you basically what you're doing is you're taking a loan out for that amount plus, you know, the 50,000. Mm -hmm. Or you could take the loan out for the value of the home. Mm -hmm. And then they're paying off that old loan. Mm -hmm. 
you could take money out equity you know to act right right help pay for the roof and mm -hmm. whatnot and then but you are owed what that new amount is okay whatever the the appraisal was if that's what you're going at so mm -hmm. if it would say what the house appraised at 250 mm -hmm. so now your loans at 250 okay so now you owe 250 instead, instead of, of what you owed originally right okay interesting mm -hmm. I guess that makes sense uh, so three mortgages you wouldn't recommend then I just don't really I mean like I said, also, that's still really just one mortgage yeah, I mean, because you again, paid off that mortgage and now you have yeah. a new mortgage. It could also just be but, screenwriters not understanding how real estate works. <laughs> right. And it sounds funny and it sounds bad. Well, you know, and that movie was what in the 84. 80s. Mm -hmm. So maybe there were people taking out extra mortgages Mortgage. on their house. Mm -hmm. um, I just don't really hear that too much these Any, days. Anymore, but yeah. people w can refinance their house more than once. Okay, so. I guess that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm not. In fact, I've done it myself. I refinanced my house twice. Oh, Mazel! Mm -hmm. Congrats. Yeah, and got a, and the house looks totally different from when we started. <laughs> Never bad. Ooh, we have a caller. Oh, we have a caller. Great. Uh huh. Uh, one second. Where's the goddamn technical difficulties here? Just there bear with go. this for a moment. Uh, hello, can you hear us? Yeah, this is Rick. Oh, hi, Rick. Hi, Rick. Rick, how are you doing today? I am here. And you are can hear us fine? Radio? Are we on the radio? Yes. Yes, you are. <laughs> uh, can hello, you hear, hello, Can everyone. you hear us, Rick? I can hear you just fine. Okay, great. Can you hear Michelle? So I'm here at the... I can hear Michelle. Okay. Great. Hey, Rick. Is This is Rick Henderson, guys. He is our live reporter from the, um, <clears throat> excuse me, Vision SMTX uh, community meeting. And so, uh, Rick, I heard that you've been, been taking notes and paying attention to everything. What Can you give us an update? What's going on over there? I have notes all over the place. It's unbelievable. There's some uh, interesting people I'm here. Jordan. There's, there's and people I'm from uh, the Austin area that seem to be very interested in Division uh, SMTX. And uh, their vision is to look out into the future 30 years. And uh, I, keep, I was thinking the whole time, uh, boy, 30 years ago, there is nothing going on in the world in San Marcos now that you guys envisioned. So uh, it was new, and uh, they broke things down into uh, what you envision, and they have boards here for you to uh, make comments. But everyone should know you didn't need to be here. You don't have to do it today. You can go on the city of San Marcos uh, web page and go to SMTX Vision and you can contribute from your home. But I'll give you an example of uh, one of the stations, they have like different stations where you can comment and it's campus, medium density employment, lower density employment, highway commercial, community activity center, neighborhood commercial centers, higher density neighborhoods, medium density neighborhoods, lower density neighborhoods, parks and open space and natural areas, and then vacant areas. So before I get into any details, they started with population and population projections. So I know we have new census numbers for Hayes County that makes it the fastest growing county in the uh, United States. 30% wow. of that growth is San Marcos only. 
Oh, wow. And uh, <laughs> even though they did not provide the brand new 2021 census uh, number, it said that residents at the end of 2019 was 69,700. And that uh, they, they brought up a, a bunch of slides, the scenarios of development. And uh, two things stood out to me. One was a vision that started long ago with land development codes. It's easier to develop east and northeast than it is to develop west because of the aquifer. But uh, I got the impression that they're not abandoning uh, doing it on the building on the aquifer. It's just that you don't want to exceed 50% impervious cover. Mm. So don't think that we're not in San Marcos going to grow west. It will just mostly be uh, on the I-35 corridor mm -hmm. and mostly along that corridor and along the 110 corridor to the east. I see. So uh, th that was kind of what I noticed. Another thing is it was recognized that we need a one-to-one -one jobs to housing balance. Uh, we have plenty of housing startups, but how many of those jobs are actually in San Marcos and how many mm -hmm. people are commuting northward to Austin because of the pricing? They didn't want to uh, criticize Austin, but th the idea was that you really need to have as best you can over the next 30 years a one-to-one -one balance in jobs to housing and they recognized that because of our initial poverty levels that were reported about four or five years ago, mm -hmm. that our first big steps were in manufacturing. But our next steps are going to need to match the STEM programs of all of the universities in the area. So uh, that's, the, that's the first part of what they were talking about in terms of growth. Now, what do we see on social media that's discussed the most? And that is the missing middle. So I finally got some definitions for you there. Awesome. Are you ready? Yes. <laughs> that is, uh, there's 10 development types, and that is what we refer to as medium density. So they're talking about duplexes, triplexes, small apartment complexes, townhomes and smaller single-family residences so uh, that made me happy that at least there was a definition that fit the types in there now I went to a couple of the planning directors and said well what do you think or what do you consider the mean rent or the mean cost of a home or a townhome that fits the missing middle and they're working on that. They okay. didn't really have numbers because they're looking 30 years out. So a number mm -hmm. that would, they would provide today or tomorrow might not work two years from now. Right. And you being in real estate know that numbers today may not be the numbers tomorrow. Exactly. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that was pretty interesting. Now, they had two growth scenarios. And, and that one puzzled me because one growth scenario includes downtown and the surrounding area, but also 110. 
and that surprised mm. me because that's we refer to that as East. Right. The other gross scenario that was imagined uh, is a gross scenario where we see the developments now that they're east of I-35 and east of the I-35 moving northward Mm -hmm. and then it it also included Blanco Vista on the west side of I-35 going northward. So most of this growth came in two scenarios. Downtown over to 110 and then even though most of the neighborhoods that they de- that they determined as where we want jobs and growth to match mm-hmm. were those neighborhoods that are just now starting whisper and all the ones that i'm forgetting the names of that trace yes uh, yes <laughs> so i thought that was interesting is that they want to match jobs and where commercial and retail and stem oriented jobs would be located they envisioned them being located where those neighborhoods are. And I was about, to, I was tapping in my shoes going, finally, somebody gets it. We, <laughs> we don't have to, we don't have to put the jobs next to the university in the downtown area. Right. So I, I really thought that part of the vision uh, was very good. Rick. Uh, now I'm talking too much, so you might want to ask me a I, question, I have, but there was one more a... thing that I was excited about. Okay, go ahead. And then I have a question for you. Okay, we have, I'm sitting in the lobby of mm-hmm. our incredibly beautiful library right now. Mm-hmm. And my voice is echoing probably too loud. But we have an activity center and we have a library. And the envision is to let's have another one and let's make it south. And when I say make it south, that's where you are living mm-hmm. and that's where I am living now. Mm-hmm. Let's make it Let's have an activity center, activity areas south of Wonder World Drive so people mm-hmm. don't have to drive into the center of the city. And this, the future envision is also let's have another city center mm-hmm. out there where those east side growing northward where those developments are. So I was pleased to see let's look for one one-to-one job growth, job to housing, and let's have city centers, libraries and activity centers that are serving the South, serving the East, and not making people have to drive into the center of the city for those services. And I was, my toes were tapping when I heard him say that that was a vision over the next 30 years. And they literally acted like first step is go South. Because mm-hmm. you know as well as anybody that there's no bus service that goes south. No. We don't have too many restaurants or anything that go past mm-hmm. Wonder World. And we certainly don't have hardly any city services like libraries and activity centers other than the green space. Well, you must have been reading my mind because what I was about to ask was if there was any um, vision of developing along Hunter Road south. It seemed to me that they didn't talk about uh, Hunter Road was listed and east of hunter road was listed as uh areas where you you need to be careful with impervious cover Mm. but one of the things that that was puzzling to me is i didn't get a clear definition of neighborhood nodes like uh what is the little transportation distance 
between this neighborhood and this neighborhood and what do you need there? But there seemed to be, there were two scenarios and I, I talked to, uh, I was talking to Andrea Villalobos, who's mm -hmm. one of the planning directors, and I was someone was talking to her, who's a hardware development company. And she says, I see you have manufacturing, I see you're trying to get software, but I'm a hardware developer. Mm -hmm. I'm going to need really, really smart people, but I also need to know where I can be located to be near where those smart people live. Mm -hmm. And Andrea was saying that's exactly part of the conversation in planning that we have every day. We, we want to match jobs to where people can live so you don't have to think of downtown all the time. Right. And there's so, and that's but, a very good vision because as we're growing, I mean, the traffic downtown is and around the university has always been kind of a problem, but that's not going to go away if we're considering everything where you either go downtown or have to drive through downtown. Right. I, I certainly was, of course, because I live south, I, I, I thought that was great. Mm -hmm. And one of the reasons I thought that was great is how many people 60 and over live south of Wonder World. We have large apartment mm -hmm. co communities and we have retirees. So I, mm -hmm. I thought that was, that was uh, very, very good. The only thing that really confused me is there was scenario A and scenario B and scenario B combined downtown with 110. And even when I asked about that, I said, well, 110 is so undeveloped and so unfinished now that they put that within the same scenario. And I bet sooner or later they changed that. Because mm -hmm. the other scenario was density downtown. And almost everybody that's walking around putting stickers on boards don't want that. Right. Because there's too much traffic already. Was the so thought that was of, kind of pleasing. Was the thought of the development downtown more aimed at like student housing type? You know, these you know, Well they never nobody ever talked about student housing. They just mm -hmm. talked about uh, growth of the campus. Mm -hmm. And they used different campuses and something that I hadn't thought about, I think doctors think about it, is Wonder World Drive mm -hmm. between uh, I-35 and 123. That's referred to in their growth scenario as mm -hmm. a medical campus. I see. So because there's so many medical centers being built there. Mm -hmm. So that made me wonder, well, if you leap across 123 and go towards Redwood, you're mm -hmm. also going to... Uh, whisper and developments so maybe they're thinking that that connects well with that one-to-one -one job ratio with the medical campus since there's so many medical facilities being built right now as we speak on mm -hmm. wonder world on wonder world and even some uh, you know the along hunter and on both sides sure. of interstate 35 on wonder world you know of course around the hospital but yes, it has mm -hmm. definitely gone further west from the hospital and then a little south too. In the, uh, they mentioned that in the, uh, in the comprehensive housing plan, now I don't know if this comprehensive housing plan, I don't know, uh, I don't think it's a 30-year scenario. I think it's much shorter. Mm -hmm. 
but they're thinking we need 42 to 52,000 new housing units to be included in uh, a new comprehensive development plan that you're going to have to have 42 to 52,000 units. Wow. Now, when lot. they said housing <laughs> units, they were showing the neighborhoods that are single-family residences. So I got the impression they're thinking that's mostly single-family residences, even if it does include townhomes. They weren't thinking of apartment complexes. Wow. And uh, I got the impression that... Uh, Townhouses, triplexes, and duplexes fit that missing middle and that immediate housing need if single-family housing isn't readily available to someone that's a recent graduate or young and still moving up in their career. Right. But I really like that they're thinking in terms, we need to have a one-to-one -one ratio in job growth to housing. And... Uh, because, you know, that's mostly just been manufacturing and retail lately. Right. Yeah, I agree with you. That, uh, that, that is a very uh, positive note there. <laughs> yeah. I, one thing, I re I'd never really thought of the medical. So I wonder how many people are really moving here that are associated with medical jobs, especially. And, and you, can't, you can't quantify it right now because we're living in the time of COVID. Mm -hmm. So... You know, what about all the well, radiologists the, and what about the hand doctors and, and all of these things that we didn't have before where we'd send people to Kyle or we'd send people to Buda or South Austin. Mm -hmm. So that that would be really good for growth. And uh, another thing they never noticed I, I, is uh, yeah, all this is going to cost money. Mm -hmm. And if we have a one-to-one -one ratio of jobs to houses – we're going to have more property tax income for the city. Yes. So, uh, you, you know how we're kind of like children. We want, 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 but we're not <laughs> the ones paying for it. Well, we need to be the ones paying for it. Yeah. Well, um, when you're talking about the medical, um, you know, that uh, more medical facilities coming into uh, San Marcos, um, I remember, I can't remember which meeting I was at. It was years ago, but that was a topic in the meeting about how it was around the time that we first got the um, fastest growing city award <laughs> and a lot of people you know thought oh it's it's students that are moving here it's not just students here there are a lot of retirees that move to this area and so the idea of developing more the medical because that is something that um, retirees are, are you know find important in their you know their communities so I do remember you know gosh probably about five years ago that topic coming up that they definitely wanted to have a very nice um, options in the medical facilities here in San Marcos yeah how many people have we have you talked to that don't go downtown mm -hmm. and they go to New Braunfels to shop I bet if I walked in right now and looked at all the comments on the boards, there'd be a few building HEB comments mm -hmm. on the boards. But governments don't build build grocery stores. No. no. <laughs> um, well, and you know, there's been a talk for a long time too that we need a a, a grocery store on on the south south southwest side yeah. Of town. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was impressed that they can they were 
during the presentations of the different people, I was impressed that they were thinking of the South Side and they were thinking of the East Side. And another thing that surprised me, Sunset Acres, mm-hmm. Blanco Gardens, mm-hmm. these were listed as character districts. These were listed as these were listed as we need to protect those neighborhoods from high density intrusion. So that that made me feel good in mm-hmm. that our historical neighborhoods that were once primarily Hispanic, that may be gentrified a little bit, or people have improved their homes so much that they're very happy with where they live, is that the city is envisioning no intrusions into those neighborhoods, no high-rises, no four-story apartment complexes, or anything like that. So they were, they were, they were acknowledging that we want to keep the character of these areas not just in your traditional historical districts but the ones over on the east side as well i think that's great because um yeah it just wouldn't look right to have a big high rise over at blanco gardens just or victory gardens for that matter just yeah yeah Yeah. Uh, i i was impressed the only thing that kept me stumbling is they were going very fast and they kept reminding us that they're looking 30 years in the future. Mm-hmm. At my age, I don't look 30 years in the future. <laughs> <laughs> so they were, they were thinking 30 years in the future. And, uh, but uh, when I talked to uh, Andrea Villalobos, is a former student of mine, so we've, we've been conversing for years, she openly said it is really difficult to study and envision 110 which is going to be such a vital artery because Mm -hmm. it's not finished yet so that was uh, something that they said they would constantly be working on and creating scenarios knowing that along 110 is where we're going to have the concentrations of housing but they were also very thoughtful enough like let's not make it so dense that it's a friggin traffic mess out there so they said, you know, we're actually going to control the density in the east and the in in our ETJ. That we don't want to just say, well, let's just push everybody out there, and we we're not going to have any rules. They want rules out there, and they don't want it to be super densely populated with nothing but single family residences where people get in cars and drive all the time. So, yeah. uh, and that's a long term vision. When you drive out there now, I mean, you know as well as anybody, there's only a few homes that are finished, if at all. Well, Rick, so, um, we got to take a, a quick break here. Um, can we catch you on the other side of the break? Sure. I'll see if there's somebody that uh, we can interview. Uh, maybe I can get the mayor. I don't know. Everybody has her ear right now, but we'll see. Okay. Okay. Well, we'll catch up with you in a moment. All right. All right. Thanks. Move to the coast. We'll get together, have a few laughs. I'm Jordan. And I'm Lexi. And we're the hosts of the brand new KZSM show, Swamp Gas Uggos. Join us every week as we dive into the swamps of reality and discuss cryptids, ghosts, UFOs, and everything else that goes bump in the night. I believe. And I'm scared. And you'll catch us every Sunday at 10 p.m. here on KZSM.org. Stranger from 
Blue Rock, Montana. And we're back. Hello, everyone. And we're about to get Rick right back on the line so he could tell us some more more information about tonight's meeting. Oh, and in one minute, the mayor's calling? Great. <laughs> so is Rick on? Uh, no, Rick's hanging up. Rick's hanging up. And the mayor's going to be calling in. Oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> Miss Jane Houston, our wonderful mayor. <laughs> that's a first. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Hi, Jane. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? Doing great. So, um, can you give us an update on tonight's meeting? Um, this was a public meeting for community input for our new comprehensive plan. Lots of people here. A lot of people I didn't know. When I look at that, it's a good thing. Uh, people of all ages, lots of young people, lots of wonderful comments. The um, consultants went through with you know some of the work that's already been done and the comments were really thoughtful insightful and I was real very very pleased well that's that's great and Rick um, gave us some um, information before you came on too and um, it just sounds really exciting the the vision that um, y'all put forward for San Marcos yeah well the comprehensive plan is one of the most important plans that we do and we always, always do a lot of citizen input. And even with COVID, the staff has done a great job with uh, you know, virtual open houses. And of course, there's ways to comment online. You didn't have to be here tonight. Mm -hmm. So uh, they've done a really good job of reaching out to our community. Uh, and Mary, how often do y'all do one of these um, community meetings? The last one we did, I believe we completed it in 2013. Oh, wow. So it's been a, a little while. <laughs> yeah, it, it'll be nine years uh, in between. But prior to that, it had been 17 years. And that's way oh. too long. Oh, yes. And um, and so Rick was telling us that uh, there seems to be a lot of interest of um, building or developing along the new um, 110 corridor. Um, well, there is talk of a second city center mm -hmm. just so that we don't have to try to cram more into our historic downtown yeah and you know we kind of sort of had that out on wonder world you've seen how many banks are out on wonder world oh, between yeah. hunter and uh, the interstate and that's what a lot of people said when the government center moved out there mm -hmm. and said you know that's just going to be another city center uh, and that's what Kyle has done. They're so constrained with their historic downtown is they've got kind of another city center north of town and it's working for them. Yes, and, and um, I work and live near pretty close to the government center. And, you know, I, I have to say I do like it out there whenever I have to go pay my motor vehicle tax or any other county business. It is nice and convenient and uh, and no traffic over there. <laughs> um, yeah, so we're, we're going to see how all this uh all this works out and you know you can have the best laid plans and then sometimes you'll have you know a developer come in that's got a great idea and you go yeah yeah we like that we'll we'll need to amend a little bit because you can't possibly know all the opportunities that's going to come our way so you know you do the best you can and you adjust along the way as the opportunity presents itself well i think that's wonderful and i am 
think that's uh, great that y'all had this meeting tonight. It's wonderful information. And um, yes, I mean, everybody, everybody loves San Marcos. It's why we're here. And, but no one likes the traffic. And so to have a master plan of how to um, build in the smart places, in the right places, it's, and I'm glad we didn't wait 17 years <laughs> either. Yeah. Now, if um, there is a big, like you said, if a developer comes in with some great idea and, and kind of amends from the original plans that are out there, do you all have another community meeting to address those? Uh, yes and no. They're called public hearings mm -hmm. that are um, done at, you know, if somebody wants to rezone, there's public hearings at the uh, Planning and Zoning Commission meeting, mm -hmm. and there are public hearings at the council meeting. Gotcha. So, okay. Well, um, is there anything else you want to catch us up on from tonight's meeting? I don't have anything else. I, I, I went around and I looked at a lot of the comments and um, I was pleased with, with what I saw. And so we'll see how all that gets assimilated into something for the committee to look at here in another few weeks. Awesome. Well, well, thank you, Ms. Mayor Jane Houston, our wonderful mayor of San Marcos. And thank you so much for calling in and giving us all this great information. You bet. You're more than welcome. Good all right. night. Good night. And um, I guess it might be time for me to go ahead and do that disclaimer. <laughs> so. The opinions expressed on this program are solely those of our host, your host, myself, Michelle Marins, and Selena Henderson, and of our guests, and do not reflect those of KZSM Community Radio or its governing bodies, SMTXCRA, or Cobble Banker Deanne Harper's Realtors. And so with that, I think we may take another quick break. We have seven minutes of, well, do you have some more questions than Jordan about first time buying? Um, I can't think of any, no. No, no. no. I, what a surprise to have the mayor call. I know, that is so <laughs> awesome. Of any, any station in town, any program, wild. <laughs> is this the first time? That I know of. Awesome. I think we've had, <laughs> I think KZSM has had people like, uh, like people running for local positions come in before. Like Selena mm -hmm. had a, a woman that was running for like some school school board position uh mm -hmm. come in and do an interview um but as far as i know the, i think this is the first time the mayor's called in so mm -hmm. i'll have to let steve know that's pretty exciting it is exciting well and i'm a big fan of our mayor too so cool. <laughs> you, you guys seem pretty chummy you're on a first name basis with her. We, we all sometimes we call her aunt jane oh that's sweet yeah yeah there's that's a story cute. behind that but we i can't tell it in five minutes so i guess not no um, well, thanks for telling me uh, what a mortgage is. <laughs> You're very welcome. Well, you know, I think a lot of people, you know, don't know really what a mortgage is. I know what a house is, mm -hmm. and I know what a foundation is. Mm -hmm. And I have a vague idea of what equity is. <laughs> Everything else is kind of flying by the seat of my pants. Well, I'll tell you, when you are looking at a house, one of the big things to look for mm -hmm. is foundation, mm -hmm. roof, and like your AC and all that. Great. That's where... The, what I was talking about earlier when the inspector comes mm -hmm. in, they're going to get into the really nitty gritty of, of uh, if something's wrong and, and how sense. to fix it or if it can be fixed and mm -hmm. all those details. So. That stuff I have a better grasp of because my grandfather was in construction for like 50 years. Okay. So, I, you know, being on like a construction site, I can 
kind of figure that stuff out. Mm-hmm. But yeah, once it comes to like the financials, that's where you kind of lose me. Mm-hmm. And well, and that's where, you know, having a great lender comes in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they can explain all that. And, you know, sometimes we do have a, a Chris Kerr call in our show who is yes. a, with Legacy. And um, he is phenomenal wealth of knowledge. And um, he keeps, he's one of these guys who wakes up, I think, at like four in the morning and follows the market. That's every morning. Wild. Yeah. Every morning? Every morning. That's insane. And so, you know, he, he takes his job very seriously. And, um, and he is, and he has the, the type of brain that can do that. I don't. <laughs> but um, he's, I've heard him give very good advice to not just first time buyers, any buyers, mm-hmm. but yes, he is a wealth of knowledge. I and mean, we, we will have him on future yeah. shows. I know he was like a monthly update kind of guy. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the plan is now, but yeah, whenever he wants to come on. We may even have him next week. We'll see. I'll cool. talk to him. <laughs> well, I think it's about time to, to wrap things up. What do you say? Okay. Well, thank you, guys. This was a, a very fun night. I'm still, like, starstruck that the mayor called in. Mm-hmm. And I hope that we were able to give you guys some really um, great information about our community and real estate. Thanks, guys. Until next week. <laughs>